If you are looking for the perfect gift for the small business owner, creator, podcaster, or just loved one who works from home, or let's be honest, if you're looking to get some stuff for yourself over the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, this episode is for you. We're going to go through my gift guides. We'll get into all of that in a second. But first, I want to tell you about a new free resource I have. If you are looking to automate better, more, become more efficient in 2022 by putting out more content, by delegating things to robots that you don't have to do yourself. I have automation templates and idea generation. This is a free resource I'm giving away over at howibuilt.it slash 242. It will be a few of my own Zapier templates, a few shortcuts for uh, iOS and iPadOS, and a few IFTTT recipes. So these are things that I use to be able to have a uh, full-time, run my business full-time and and be there for my family while also putting out the amount of content I put out. These automations are integral to that. So if you are looking to save more time and spend it in the right places, check out my automation resources over at howibuilt.it slash 242. Okay, so as I teased at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be talking about my 2021 gift guides. This has become a bit of an annual thing for me. I've been creating gift guides since uh, shortly after college. And I was doing a, you know, usually it was like a back to school gift guide. And then as I got older, I started to realize that I don't really know what kids need for school anymore, what students in college need, because I'm so far away from it. But you know what? I work from home. I'm a web developer. I know what those people need. So I started making those gift guides. They used to be standalone blog posts each year, and then I realized that it would probably be better to make them as pages. Now, we'll talk about in Build Something More. We'll talk about how I built those pages, and I'll reference some members-only content where you can see me putting them together. But for this episode, we're going to walk through the 2021 gift guide. All of the show notes will be over at howibuilt.it slash 242, including links to each of the guides I mention here. Today's episode is brought to you by Nexus, Text Expander, and Accessibility Checker by Equalize Digital. You'll hear about them later on in the show, but for now, without further ado, let's get to the gift guides. So, it's become a bit of a time-honored tradition for me to do the guides around the holidays. I often get asks, asked for recommendations on office, podcasts, and pen gear. So those are the three gift guides I have put together. Let's start with the gift guide for people who work from home. Uh, now, I'll also mention here that I do a video walkthrough of the first two uh, where I demo some of the things I mentioned. But if you're not into YouTube, if you're just kind of looking for a list of stuff, well, this is it for you. So uh, this is my most popular gift guide, the work from home gift guide, because more people are working from home today than ever before. Uh, especially from when I first started this guide. So I've tried to put together a broad scope of helpful items for anybody who's working from home and not just, say, web developers who are working from home, uh, which is what I was when I first started these gift guides. So first, a good webcam. Uh, if you're going to be working from home, you're going to be meeting with a lot of people. And I know that uh, lots of people bought new webcams last year. Uh, during the pandemic, 
if you didn't get a new webcam and you're looking, uh, there was like a crazy shortage. So maybe you didn't get one, but there are a couple I recommend. The first, if, if you're looking for a really good HD camera, the Elgato face cam is one I recently picked up and love. I use it as a secondary camera for my live streams. It's $199, uh, but it is a really well-made camera. So even if you're, say, looking to do more video work and you don't want to spend the money on a 4K camera, uh, the Elgato face cam does a really good job. It has a lot of good settings for color temperature and zooming in, and, and I, I'm a big fan of basically everything Elgato has been doing lately. Uh, if you want something a bit more affordable, the Logitech C920 has been around for years. It's less than 100 bucks, and it's tried and true. It was my first external webcam as a professional, uh, so uh, I'm a big fan of that. And if you do want a 4K camera webcam, the Logitech Brio, I think, is probably the best webcam out there for 4K quality. That's $199. It's not as flexible as the Elgato face cam as far as settings go, uh, but you will get that clean, crisp 4K quality. Now, I also link to my live stream setup uh, on this guide if you want uh, just like a banana setup. But I'm a YouTuber. Uh, I make online courses, so I don't I don't recommend my setup for the general public. Now, along with a good webcam uh, should be a good microphone. And so uh, I think that if you're not podcasting, we'll talk about podcast mics in a little bit. But if you're not podcasting, if you just want a decent microphone, uh, Sennheiser makes this USB headset called the Sennheiser PC8 USB headset. It is affordable. It is of good quality. I think the folks at LinkedIn Learning, this is similar to the one that they use and it's $24. And the, the benefit of this is that it attaches to your head. So it's a mic that's close to you. So it's not picking up a bunch of environmental noise. Um, but it also moves with your face. So if you tend to turn your head a lot and you turn away from the microphone, the mic will turn with you. Now, if you are looking for a good quality microphone, if you want to sound better than everybody else on the call, uh, the ATR2100X is perfect. It's less than 100 bucks, which is a great price. It's a USB microphone, but it's also an XLR microphone. And spoiler alert, this is the one I recommend for most beginner podcasters. Uh, and it sounds fantastic. Again, I'll link in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 242. Uh, I will link to a uh, video where I test out this microphone. So um, if you're looking for something that sounds really good, uh, not studio quality. I mean, actually, you know, it sounds really good. I recommend it to beginner podcasters. So if you're looking for something like that, I think the ATR2100 is perfect. Um, the Blue Yeti is another popular one. But again, we'll talk about microphones soon. On top of a good camera, I think that's something that people don't think about if uh, with just a camera is the darker it is in your in environment, um, the harder the camera is going to have to work and the lower the picture quality is. So I have a couple of recommendations for some lighting that will make you look better. Now, I have uh, Philips Hue lights. They're, uh, they're uh, smart lights, so I can control them with my stream deck. Um, but if you, you know, so that's a little bit of home automation. There's the Elgato Key Light and Key Light Air. These are 
uh, $129 and $199 respectively. So again, these are smart lights that you can adjust color temperature and brightness on. But if you're looking for just a simple solution to lighting, the Loom Cube for video conferencing is a good solution. It's a little lighting, it's a light box that is $70 uh, and it connects directly to your computer. So it'll light your face and give you that nice, even lighting. Uh, so again, the Loom Cube is something uh, that I will recommend. They have a couple of other options too. Um, a, a, a smaller lighting kit for 50 bucks. But if you're going to be on video a lot, uh, you know, it, it's it's something worth exploring because, again, it's going to make you look better. So I think lighting is something that's overlooked by a lot of people. But that's the that's the end of the digital media section of the gift guide. Moving into productivity tools. Now, this is again, we'll talk a little bit more about this for the pen gift guide. Um, but the productivity tools section is um I talk about analog and digital. So digital tools, we'll talk about those first. I basically just mentioned the ones that I'm using right now. Todoist is my task manager. MindNode is what I use for mind mapping. Craft is what I use for note taking. And Ulysses is what I use for writing. Now, Todoist, uh, and Todoist is cross-platform. Craft is Apple platforms, but they also have a web edition. Ulysses and MindNode, as far as I know, are only on uh, Apple platforms. So for mind mapping software, I thought is one that's on everything, I believe. And IA Writer is a writing app that's everywhere. But those are the, the apps that I use and that I like to use. For analog tools, the Theme System Journal is my daily journal. I'm a big fan of that. Um, there is something called the Tomoe River Journal. Um, now this has changed a little bit. The paper has changed, but it's a nice, uh, lay flat journal. And actually it's, it's, it looks like it's hard to come by. So I'm going to have to update this link to, uh, the new one, but it's, it's a really fantastic notebook. Uh, on top of that, there's also the subtle notebook. So I will be sure to add that into the analog section here too, because I've been using that a lot more. Um, I also have a, a, an analog planner. Uh, I use the William Hanna A5 Classic Notebook. This is a ring binder, so you can get the refills that you want. And I currently use the one-week, two-page refill. So I have the days of the week on one side and a blank page on the other so I can plan out my appointments and then write down my tasks and other notes for the week on the other side. Uh, the thing that I've been using the most this year, though, is the analog to-do system from Ugmunk. I'm an analog guy through and through, uh, despite my penchant for technology. And there's just nothing like writing out a to-do list and then checking off items. I already mentioned I used to do to-doist on the digital side. That's for capturing tasks way more than my brain can handle. Uh, but I will consult to-doist and then write my tasks for the day on analog. It's a three-card system. Uh, there are three cards for today, next, and someday. Now, what I use these for is today, the current month, and the current quarter. So that's how I'm using these cards for planning. It's beautifully made. It's easy storage. I feel like it was made just for me. So I'm a big fan of the analog to-do system from Ugmunk. 
moving outside of the productivity tools, uh, coffee, everybody has their own opinions on coffee, so I won't spend too much time here. But if you know somebody who works from home, you probably know somebody who drinks a lot of coffee at home. So uh, something like a coffee grinder would be good or an espresso won't let you down. If you're looking for coffee recommendations, Rook is a local coffee uh, roaster to me. I'm a big fan of them. Uh, And then there's Yes Please Coffee, which is out in Los Angeles. Full disclosure, they did sponsor the podcast last year. They are no longer a sponsor, but they still make good coffee. Um, And then office ergonomics, right? So if we're talking about um, being comfortable at home, uh, you need a good desk chair is something I talk about here. Uh, I have steel case, a steel case gesture. It's very expensive, but I spend eight to 10 hours a day in it. So it has to be comfortable. Uh, and, but if you're looking for something more affordable, Han H O N chairs are popular and they're available at Staples. No matter what chair you have, the, I strongly recommend getting rollerblade wheels for office chairs. Uh, this is wild. I didn't even know these existed until I saw West boss tweet it. Uh, but these wheels make the chair sturdier, easier to roll on carpets, a lot smoother. I'm a huge, huge fan. So no matter if you have an office chair on wheels, I would recommend getting these rollerblade wheels. Uh, and then, of course, if you if you are in the market for a new desk, uh, you can check out a standing desk. I have the Jarvis by Fully. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, or if you're looking for something more affordable, uh, Fully also offers a converter that sits on top of a desk that allows you to make the desk standing. Um, other ergonomic uh, ergonomic uh, advancements, I guess, improvements for the desk. Uh, Something to elevate your monitor, your laptop or monitor, so you're not hunched over, especially if you have a laptop. 12 South makes a a lot of really good stuff for that. A good mouse goes a long way. I have the Logitech MX Master 3. It's really well made. There's an ergonomic design for comfort. And then there's, it's also programmable based on the app. So I can keep my hand on the mouse longer and I don't have to switch as much. Uh, And then as far as keys, uh, keyboards, um, I don't have an ergonomic keyboard. I use Apple's keyboard, but uh, the one that seems to be recommended the most often is is one from Microsoft that I linked to in the gift guide. Uh, and then if you want to go the extra mile and you have an external monitor, get a monitor arm. Uh, fully, again, Fully makes one. I had one from Amazon that served me really well until I uh, no longer needed a monitor arm. So all of these things will kind of help you with your posture, prevent you from having aches and pains more and uh, you or or the loved one you're shopping for. Uh, and it'll just help help you or them be more comfortable at the desk. This episode is brought to you by Accessibility Checker by Equalize Digital. One of the best things I did for this podcast was set up transcripts. Sure, there's some SEO juice for that reason, but it's mostly for accessibility. I wanted those who could not listen to the show to still get the content. But that's just one aspect of running anything online, from a podcast to a digital business. That's why you need Accessibility Checker. Accessibility Checker is an automated accessibility scanning tool to help your WordPress website become and stay accessible. The plugin helps designers, developers, and content creators make and keep their websites WCAG and ADA compliant 
something that has been of increasing importance lately. But it also does this better than everything else out there because the data stays on your server, so it's privacy-focused. It's real accessibility and not an overlay that fakes accessibility and also puts a target on your back. It gives you reports on the post-edit screen so content creators can identify and fix problems before hitting publish. And best of all, it lets you scan your entire site once and fast-track remediation efforts for an affordable price. Thanks to Accessibility Checker, I learned that I was using headings the wrong way, and I've been able to fix that problem and update posts as needed. And right now, you can get 50% off. If you run any website for you or your project or your clients, you need to make sure it's accessible. And with Accessibility Checker being 50% off, it's something you can't afford to pass up. Just head to EqualizeDigital.com slash HowIBuiltIt to claim that sweet discount. That's EqualizeDigital.com slash HowIBuiltIt to get 50% off. Make sure your website is a website for everyone today. Thanks to Accessibility Checker and Equalize Digital for supporting the show. Now, if someone's working from home, they're going to need a backup store, a backup system, right? If you work in an office, hopefully they have something for you. But at home, it's all up to you. So here's what I recommend. An external hard drive. Absolutely. Western Digital MyBook is one that I've used for as long as I can remember. Uh, I think I have the 8 terabyte model now, but the 12 terabyte model will serve you well. So an external hard drive. Off-site off or cloud backups is also important. Um, you know, you want that 3-2-1 system, three copies of your data, two different locations, one off-site. Backblaze is the one and only recommendation I have for this. I'm a big fan of Backblaze. Um, and then I also have a, a, an SSD, a portable SSD hard drive, the Samsung uh, T7. I have that attached to my main computer because this computer only has one terabyte, only sounds like a crazy thing to say, uh, but I, I do, you know, I create a lot of mixed media and that takes up a lot of space. So my entire photos library is on this Samsung T7 portable SSD. I trust my photos library. Now it's also in iCloud, but as far as the main copy, the canonical copy that's on this hard drive, so I, that's how much I trust it. Um, and, and if you have a, a heavy-duty portable hard drive, you know, you can bring it around with you if, if you're going to be someplace without an internet connection or need a backup. Uh, the other thing that I talk about here is network area storage. So you can get a NAS. Uh, I have one. I actually need to update this copy. I am just realized because I said I've been considering one. I have one in my home office. Um, this is a a storage solution that connects to your network so you can send data across the network. I use it for cold storage. So essentially I have an automation setup that uh, looks at uh, a couple of folders. And if these files haven't been touched in 30 days, it copies those files over to the NAS and then deletes them from my computer. So they kind of move into cold storage. Uh, but just a heads up with a NAS, if you're going to buy, I recommend the Synology 2 or 4 bay storage. Uh, you'll also need to get some hard drives. And the thing that the thing that uh, you have to keep in mind with a NAS is that 
each hard drive is essentially it's two of the same hard drive. It'll make a, a, a redundant copy so that if one goes, you still have the data. So just keep that in mind. Uh, other hardware I recommend is headphones. So uh, I have the AirPods Pro. I absolutely love them. I also have the, uh, I have the, the Bose something sevens. I don't recommend those. I recommend the Bose Quiet Comfort 45s. They just came out this year. They're the predecessor to the, or the successor, I should say, to the Bose Quiet Comfort 35s, which I absolutely loved. Uh, so whether you work from home or in an office or in a co-working space, these will help you focus. Um, if you don't want to get the AirPods Pro or noise canceling headphones, the AirPods are good. Um, the third generation just came out. They're shaped more like the AirPods Pro, but you can still buy the AirPods second generation, which are have the longer stems. And uh, then there's also, uh, I link to, I think it's these JBL AirBuds if you don't want to get AirPods. Oh, Brainwave is, oh, right, Brainwave. Um, so they're okay, but I'll I'll update that link as well because, but you know I, I kind of recommend the things I use. Uh, if you're looking for wired headphones, we'll talk about that more in in the podcast gift guide as well. But the Audio Technica ATHM fifty Xs are great and served me well for a long time. As we kind of round out the guide here, other helpful tech, I just recommend some vendors here essentially. Uh, for power, charging, uh, charging bricks or hubs, I recommend Anchor. For stands and holders and cases, I recommend 12 South. For uh, hubs and other really nice looking accessories for your uh, Apple devices, I recommend Satechi. I say Apple devices, but it can be any device. I recommend Satechi. And uh, then there's the grab bag I have over here, miscellaneous stuff. Uh, if you have a phone and you're looking for a good case for it, I recommend Caudible. They have really nice looking ones. They have super thin ones, which are appealing to me. Uh, I have a HomePod mini and love it. I have AirTags and love them. And if you're looking for a good uh, portable tripod for your phone, no matter what phone you have, I have a SwitchPod and I love it. Now, I will also recommend if you are looking for a big gift for that loved one or for you, um, the iPad mini. I just did a whole live stream on this. I'll be doing a video on it. But the iPad mini is perfect, especially for somebody spending time at home. It's really portable. It's versatile. I read, take notes and write on it. Huge fan. Could not say enough thing, nice things about the new iPad mini. And it works with the Apple Pencil too now. So just absolutely love it. Uh, and then again, getting outside of tech. Uh, making home more relaxing, good clothes, nice shirts, t-shirts, unmentionables. Some of the brands I'll just rattle off here. I recommend Untuck for shirts, Ugg Monk for t-shirts, Mac Weldon or Me Undies for unmentionables, uh, and then getting out of the house. So people who spend a lot of time at home are going to want to get out of the house and they can now. Uh, so dinner gift cards, movie gift cards, trying escape room. I got my wife a bed and breakfast. Uh, for her birthday one year. So she, it was just her at a bed and breakfast without me or, or the kids. Um, but there's also, you know, cigar lounge, wine tasting, museum store, uh, museum tour, or even just a gym or club membership, something to get you co-working space, something to get the person out of the house. So that's a quick run through of my work from home gift guide. Hopefully you've got some good ideas there. 
I think now is a good time to take a break for our first sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. In our fast-paced world, things change constantly, and errors in messaging often have significant consequences. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into a keyboard shortcut called a snippet. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Text Expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Text Expander can also be used in any platform, any app, and anywhere you type. So take back your time and increase your productivity. But that's not all it does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, hi Joel, in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it into plain text. No more fighting formatting if I'm copying from Word or any place else. Last month, I saved over two hours in typing alone. That doesn't even take into the account the time I saved by not having to search for the right link, text, address, or number. You have no idea how many times I want to type out a link to a blog post or an affiliate link and I can't remember it and then I have to go searching for it. That generally takes minutes, but since I have a text expander snippet, it takes seconds. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I've been using it a lot more on my iPhone lately because I've been working from my iPhone more uh, because there are days when I'm just not in front of my computer right now. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now's the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. Thanks so much to Text Expander for sponsoring the show. And now let's get back to it. All right. And we're back. So now that we just ran through the work from home gift guide, let's talk about the podcasting gift guide. A lot of this stuff I already cover. So I'll, I will just mention the, the important things. Um, the, this gift guide is, is broken into uh, th- kind of different sections. One is for the beginner who is looking to start a podcast. The other is for the podcaster who's been doing it for a while, who is looking to upgrade their setup. So uh, if you're starting out, again, I recommend the Audio-Technica ATR2100X. I think this is the best first microphone. Uh, Or the Blue Yeti, if you you are dead set on that, that's fine. Uh, Just be mindful of the settings there. Um, Other improvements that you should make to the microphone. A pop filter to prevent those hard P sounds. They're called plosives, uh, and they make your recording hard to listen to. A shock mount, which prevents shakes from hitting your desk uh, and other small vibrations from making those into the recording. So I'm hitting my desk, but because I have a shock mount, you're not hearing those vibrations in the microphone. And then a boom arm will keep the mic out of your way. So if you talk with your hands or whatever, you won't accidentally knock the microphone over. Those three things, I think, will make some big improvements 
to your microphone setup. I'm not going to say specific ones here because it depends on the mic you get. Uh, or like I'm using the Shure SM7B, which I'll talk about later, but that has a shock mount built into it. Headphones. You need headphones to sound good. Your guest also needs headphones, but we can't, you can't really buy your guest headphones, right? So again, I recommend the HTH M50Xs. They are a great price and they're best in class. They are wired, so they're not going to interfere with uh, accidentally switching the microphone or anything like that. You'll get a clean feed and you'll generally be able to monitor yourself through them as well. I like to monitor my voice. I can hear my voice in my headphones. Uh, and that knows that I'm, that tells me that I am recording and my mic hasn't cut out or anything like that. So that's what I like. Uh, and then finally, acoustic foam. The name of the game with sound quality or, or sound proofing, maybe, uh, is reducing echo by absorbing and deflecting. And one great way to do that is with acoustic foam panels. I link to these hexagonal ones that look like you can just kind of stick them to your wall and unstick them. Easy to install, easy to use. I'm going to pick up some for my office. Uh, but RLX is considered the industry leader. Uh, installation can be a hassle, but if you're in a basement and you, you can make some slightly more permanent changes, uh, RLX is the way to go. They also have these panels that are movable on these stands that you can that you can check out. But anything to help absorb and deflect the sound will reduce echo and will make you sound a lot better. And then as far as uploading your podcast, I think you should have two different hosts. One is the audio host. I recommend Castos for that. And one is the web host. And I recommend Cloudways for that. Cloudways is new this year. I've, I've spoken to Robert Jacoby, a friend of mine who works there now. Uh, I am a bit disenchanted with SiteGround. Uh, now, I will say Nexus is a current and future sponsor of the show. Um, I... I use Nexus for my podcast, but if someone's cost conscious uh, and are looking for maybe more affordable hosting, Cloudways, I think, is a good way to go. Plus, I'm working with them to to have a one-click setup for podcasting websites. So uh, keep a lookout for that. But uh, Cloudways is, is a good, affordable uh, host. Uh, if you are looking for like a more managed solution, right, uh, it's a little more expensive, but Nexus does offer good hosting. You'll hear about them later. Um, and then let's talk about upgrading your kit. So if you are a podcaster and you're looking for an upgrade, look, the mic that I'm always going to recommend for the upgrade is the Shure SM7B. That's the one that I use. It's an XLR microphone. You can hear that it sounds amazing. It's a go-to for podcasters looking to upgrade. Alternatives include the Rode Pod mic, which is cheaper, or the Stellar X2, which is uh, around the same price. If you're going to go upmarket from the, the Shure SM7B, you probably know what you're looking for uh, because now you're getting into six, seven, uh, $700, $1,000 microphones. Um, so that is just, I recommend the Shure SM7B. A lot of podcasters will use that. I'm not saying it's the best. You got to get what's good for your voice. So it's good to go into a store and test them. But I think that the Shure SM7B is good for a lot of people. Now, if you do get an XLR microphone, you're going to need an interface. This is a thing that allows you to connect a analog microphone to your digital computer. 
Uh, the one that I recommend to everybody starting out is the Focusrite Scarlet Solo. It's around 120 bucks. It's a really simple little red box that sits on your computer. You plug it into or sits on your desk. You plug it into your computer. You plug the microphone into it. You now have a system uh, for you to record audio through a really nice microphone. If you're looking to upgrade that, the Rodecaster Pro. Um, I'll have a video on my YouTube channel about this at some point, but uh, the Rodecaster Pro is a full-on board and mixer specifically for podcasters. It accepts four microphones and a bunch of other inputs. It's 600 bucks. I use it. It's a lifesaver. It's amazing. Uh, and then... Uh, I, so I do have some kits. If you're just, if you're just saying like, what exactly do I need to buy? I have a beginner kit an upgrade kit and a, my setup kit that you can just go and click and, and add everything to your Amazon cart. So, uh, that's there. Rounding out this guide is helpful and crucial software for scheduling, recording and editing. This is new, uh, in this section. I only used to focus on hardware because the recording setup was so, um, different for a lot of people, or maybe it was the same. Everybody just used Skype, but now there's a lot of tools out there. So for scheduling, I recommend Calendly. It's easy to set up pre-interview reminders and post-interview follow-ups. Savvy Cal is a popular alternative. Recording, I use Zencaster. It makes it really easy to get the local and best sounding recording from your guests without them having to do anything. It can also handle video. I am, as I record this, considering Riverside. So uh, it's also popular. I plan on testing it with my next round of recordings, but Riverside FM, both of those are going to allow you to record and get high quality audio from you and your guest, uh, even if there is a poor internet connection. And then editing, I recommend Descript. I used to recommend a lot of different tools over the years. D Descript is just the best. If you want to remove words, you can highlight those words in the transcript and delete them and the audio changes. Uh, you can uh, you can even have Descript remove filler words or dub your voice and it's free to start, but I quickly upgraded to the pro plan. So th that's the software I recommend. If we're looking at just what I use, Calendly for scheduling, Zencaster for recording, and Descript if I'm editing my own episodes. I hire an editor, hi Joel, uh, most of the time. But uh, if I'm editing my own quick episodes, uh, then I will use Descript for that. Okay, before we get into the pen guide, let's hear from our second sponsor, which is, as promised, Nexus. This episode is brought to you by Nexus. Look, I know what it's like to spend too much time managing your website instead of your business. In fact, the previous host for this very show made it harder for me to focus on creating content because I was always trying to fix some problem with my website, especially on new episode days. And that's why I switched to Nexus. With Nexus's managed WordPress hosting, I don't have any problems to fix because Nexus fixes them for me usually before I even know about them. I don't need to worry about my site going down on new episode days or updates or backups. I don't even need to worry about plugin vulnerabilities. Nexus has me covered. That's why I can be so consistent. And now they have membership sites with WP Quick Start. A membership site, especially if you're a creator or small business owner like me, can be a fantastic way to increase revenue. But there are too many moving parts for most people who just want to set something up and start making money. Membership sites with WP Quick Start does it all for you. That 
is great hosting. So check out Nexus today if you want a website and not a project. For a limited time, you can get 50% off your first six months. Just go to howibuilt.it slash nexus, N-E-X-C-E-S-S. That's howibuilt.it slash nexus for 50% off your first six months. Thanks so much for Nexus for being a sponsor of How I Built It. Okay. Now this one, this next guide is a little bit niche, right? Or niche or whatever. I made this because I get a lot of questions about pens in general because I'm a bit of a pen nerd. So I created a pen buyer's gift guide. So I won't go through this whole thing, but I will mention a couple that I really like. Um, first, I buy most of my pens from Pen Chalet. There's a link uh, that will get you five bucks off your first order. It'll also get me five bucks, full disclosure. Um, I guess full disclosure all around. These guides use affiliate links when I can use them. Um, so I won't point out like the basic pens, but I will point out my favorite rollerball pen, which is the Mark one. And it's for this reason, uh, you'll be able to hear it. It's got a really loud knock, which is a click sound. It's really satisfying to me. I'm a huge fan of everything studio neat does. I have two with a third one on the way. Big fan. Retro 51 has long made uh, ballpoint or rollerball pens that I love as well. Big variety of those. For the fountain pen, I think your first fountain pen uh, should be either the Lamy Safari or the Twisby Eco. The Lamy Safari just edges out for first fountain pen uh, because it accepts cartridges. So you don't need to buy ink. You just stick the cartridges in there and then you can start using it. The Twisby Eco, if you want to buy your own ink, uh, the Twisby Eco is best because it has what's called a piston filter, a filler. So you don't need a converter or a cartridge. You just stick the nib in the inkwell and twist and ink gets sucked into the body. So those are the two easiest fountain pens, in my opinion, to use. And if you are looking for ink, I'll just rattle off a couple I really like. Robert Oster's Dragon's Knight, Robert Oster African Gold. Pilot Oroshi Yuzuku Fuyugaki and Sailor Maino Akibi, uh, which is a purple pink. The, the, the Fuyugaki is orange. Uh, Dragon's Knight is like a deep purple. African gold is gold. Fuyugaki is orange. And the Maino Akibi is like this purple pink. Um, so those are the inks and the beginner fountain pens. Upgraded fountain pen picks. My current favorite is the Leonardo Memento Zero. I have the Me Memento Zero Magico and the Memento Zero Grande. Love both of those. Uh, the Lamy 2000 has long been one of my favorite pens. Uh, it's it's really nice. It's sub 200 bucks with a gold nib, and it's crafted beautifully. It's really light and a pleasure to write with. Uh, and then the Pilot Vanishing Point, which is a clicky fountain pen. So that's just a really interesting one to have in your collection. Uh, and then I talked about notebooks earlier, but field notes are my favorite pocket notebooks. Uh, I mentioned the subtle notebook as a good standard notebook. Uh, and if you're looking for a variety, a variety that works with fountain pens, uh, fountain pen friendly paper, Rhodia makes bu a bunch of notebooks in all shapes and sizes. So if you're interested in this one specifically, I'll just tell you, go to castlebuddin.org slash pens. Um, but all of that will be, all of that, everything we talked about will be over in the show notes, which you can find 
at Casabona. Nope. If, that you can find at uh, howibuilt.it slash 242. As a reminder, if you want to get that automation opt-in, that automation template uh, and resource, uh, there'll be an email box over there. Now, in Build Something More, I'm going to be talking about how I put these gift guides together and specifically my transition from Beaver Builder to Gutenberg. So if you're interested in hearing that, you need to be a member. You can sign up where? howibuilt.it slash 242. Thanks so much to Nexus and Text Expander for sponsoring this episode of How I Built It. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something. Mm-hmm.